This is Movies for the Blind, episode 165, Evil Knievel, part three of three. Whether you like it or not, Bobby Knievel, I'm going to take care of you. Hello and welcome to Movies for the Blind, where you can enjoy films without looking at a screen. I'm Valerie Hunter. We're heading for the end of Evil Knievel, and while last time I talked about the man playing evil, George Hamilton, it's time to give props to the woman playing his wife, Linda. Sue Lyon did what some actors would consider daredevil work. Her first starring role was as Lolita in the classic and controversial film directed by Stanley Kubrick. Playing the prototype Nymphette with heart-shaped sunglasses sucking on a lollipop, Lyon was 14 when she made the film and soon became a household name, or image at least. But her fame would be fleeting, and as she worked in some high-profile films throughout the 60s, her film and TV work declined through the 70s to end in 1980, when she was able to retreat into the more private life that she prefers to this day. The woman she plays here is not too crazy about the spotlight either. As Evil Knievel's been looking back on his life on the day of another of his big motorcycle jumps, he's recalled that she was not too crazy about him at first, but it seems he's managed to wear her down. There's a major roadblock ahead for the couple, though, and it's just ahead. An advisory before we start, this episode will have a little bit of profanity, about as much as the last one. Here's the conclusion of Evil Knievel. Later at the high school football field, Linda finds Evil's motorcycle parked at the bottom of the stands. She walks to a brick building nearby and looks through an open door. Then she enters, running up some stairs. She steps into a gymnasium where Evil is shooting baskets. She grins and approaches him. I've been looking all over for you. He dribbles the ball to the free throw line. Been here all morning, as anyone can see. Why'd you come here? Never been here before. He makes the shot. Needed practice. Retrieving the ball, he dribbles it back to the line. Only way to stay good at something is to practice. He shoots again. I didn't know you could play basketball. There's a whole lot of things you don't know about me. I'm a master of all sports. You've only seen the dangerous ones. He makes another shot and retrieves the ball again. I mean, what's it matter if you don't sink the basket? What's it worth? Nothing. You don't lose anything. Just a basketball game. What do I care about a basketball game? That's why I don't need no stinking Letterman sweater. He sinks another shot and takes the ball back to the line. I don't need anything to show me I'm a hero. I don't believe in that sort of thing. Heroes know who they are. He does it again. What do you want, anyway? I just want to talk to you, that's all, Bobby. What's the matter, are you pregnant? No. Nothing like that. Well, what is it, then? I'm going to college, Bobby. I'm going to Missoula. Yeah, I heard something about that. He shot and misses. I want an education. 
I don't want to be a waitress at the Mountain Inn and spend the rest of my life here. Yeah. What kind of life would that be? I'll be going now, Bobby. Hesitantly, she starts walking away. I just came to say goodbye. You can write me if you want. I mean, I'll write back. Hey. He looks back at her at the door. Maybe I'll come and see you sometime. You will? Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, if you're going to do that, I, you ought to call first, because uh, I'll have lots of homework and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know if my daredevil show's passing through there on, on the way to Chicago or something. Right. They look at each other. He throws her the ball, but she dodges it, and it's left to bounce on its own. In the Ontario VIP suite, Evil gets up from the couch and paces while Linda remains seated. It's still early. What? Go ahead, take a look. I want the door open anyway. She gets up and heads for the door, but he stops her. No, 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 wait a minute. Second thought, maybe you're right. Hell, half the people ain't even here yet. He puts an arm around her. Have you any idea how much money we're going to make? She shakes her head. Sure beats robbing banks and filling stations. City halls. Better not say that too loud. He steps away. Well, the statute of limitations hasn't run out on that one yet. Glancing back at her, he ponders. That was all right, though. Back in Butte, Evil combs his hair as he walks around a corner of the First National Bank and steps inside. In white slacks, red shirt, and his amber sunglasses, he chews gum as he peers through a window. Then he steps past a man's desk near the closed vault to drink from a water fountain. Hello, Evil. He turns back. Uh, hello, Bill. How are you? Busy? What can I do for you, Evil? You want some more money? No, 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 Bill. I just uh, wanted to... Come in and thank you for that last loan you gave me. He sits. Oh, you uh, already did that, Evil, don't you remember? You gave me a stolen car. Well, that's what I mean, Bill. I mean, <laughs> you being accused of taking it and all, it just didn't work out right. He stands. Well, uh, And Bill joins him at the vault door. That sometimes happens. Bill stands in front of it. Yeah. But you know, Bill, I feel so bad about that. And I want to do something good for you. Something really good, something big. The bank? Oh, no, not the bank. Uh, let's just step over here. He leads Bill to a cubicle. Bill closes the wooden door, and they look through a wavy glass partition. I was thinking about the city hall, you know, with all the taxes in and everything. I'll give you half. A lot of money in the city hall. You just can't hotwire in the city hall. No, I suppose not. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of... Uh, Evil peeks over the glass to check no one's around. Dynamiting it. Bill peeks over the glass. Later, Evil blows open a city hall wall at night. He has trouble getting a gas mask on, but soon slips it over his face. Then he goes through the dust and debris into the room. It's a men's restroom. takes off the mask and looks around. 
shit. Wrong wall. He kicks an already damaged sink, then stalks to a door and leaves through it. Walking down the hall back to his detonator, he disconnects it. Now, the only way I saw it was a job ain't done till it's done right. He carries it off. And if you don't at first succeed, try and try again. He crosses the street. I figured I'd mosey on down to the Anaconda Supply House and pick up some more dynamite. As he gets to his car and puts his equipment in the trunk, a man runs up. What the hell happened? Huh? Uh, I believe a man blew himself up with dynamite. Wow! Wow. Later, Evil leaves the supply house with a case of dynamite and steps down onto a back loading dock. Dropping the case, he jumps down from the dock and lifts it again to carry to his car, then throws it in. Soon after, he again parks across from City Hall. When he gets out of the car, he's met by the man and a cop. What happened here? It's all over, Bobby. Some guy tried to blow himself up in the toilet with dynamite. Yeah? yeah, you missed it. You should have been here an hour ago. I saw the whole damn thing. I saw the whole damn thing. The man walks off as the cop gets in his car. Evil directs the cop to help him back out onto the street. He waves as the police car drives away. Returning to his own car, he opens the trunk and takes out his equipment. But another man with a wrench stalks by from City Hall. So Evil puts his stuff back. He throws the wrench in a truck. He gets in the truck. As he drives away, Evil opens his trunk again, then bends down and picks up the equipment and dynamite. Checking around for anyone else, he crosses the street to City Hall. He enters as the neon City Hall sign flickers. turns on, seen through two windows on the second floor. The window next to them is blown out. At Ontario, outside the suite, does be robbing banks. Linda walks with evil. Sure does. What kind of life would that have been? Running away from the law all the time, hiding out like Bonnie and Clyde? I could have been shot or something. Yeah, and the nice thing is, this is respectable. Sure is. She does as Pete approaches. Evil, there's that TV news crew I told you about. Now look, I don't want to talk to any local station unless it's syndicated. I don't have any time to tell my life story to some fly-by-night television station. Tell me you're not interested. Now wait a minute. Who is this guy anyway? I don't know, but he is from a local station. Well, a local station in a city of eight million means something. Why did you think of that? Do I have to do all your thinking for you? I'll talk to him. I'll talk to anybody. Pete points up some stairs, and Linda leads the way up them. As evil follows, he starts to smile. They walk through a large space under the bleachers, attracting attention. People gather around as the news crew meets them. 
excuse me, uh, Mr. Knievel. My name is Frank Laverde. I'm with KXWD. Uh, this is Mary Grover, my production secretary. Thank you. And this is uh, Richard Grayling, my uh, cameraman and soundman. Would you mind standing over here for a little interview? Richard steps behind the camera. Please clear away just a little bit. Give him some room here. Frank steps just beside the camera. Now look over here, please, Mr. Knievel. Right here, right into the line. All right, you're rolling. Evil Knievel, take one. Evil Knievel, is there something special about your daredevil stunts? I mean, why do you think people have become so caught up in your legend? Well, uh, there's nothing special about the stunts. As a matter of fact, they're not stunts at all. You can practice a stunt. I can't practice this. The uh, only thing I can do is just take the bike up there and hope it all works out. Now, I've done everything I've set out to do. I've mastered all forms of dangerous sports. But, uh, well, I guess the reason I keep jumping is uh, it's the one thing I can't master. When I do 19, I'll have to try 20. Why do you suppose the youth are such avid fans of yours? Do you think they identify with you as a sort of easy rider? Look, I don't want to be compared with all those freaks that are riding motorcycles these days. They're giving bikes a bad name. I... I don't smoke dope. I don't need to get high. I don't need anything to back me up. I, I'm high all the time. I get high on adrenaline, on terror. That's right, terror, not fear. I get high on victory. Nothing like that kind of high. Two kids stand by him. I think the reason that... Uh, he pats a boy's head. ...that my pals kind of uh, identify with me is that I, I don't plan nothing. I just, uh, well, the way I'm going to go, I just go out there and do it. Is it true that you kidnapped your wife? Of course I did. Back then at a door. See you for a few minutes. Now you go tell her I'm here. She'll see me. I came all the way from Butte. No, Mr. Knievel. I'll tell you once more, and only once more. This residence is closed to male visitors after 10 o'clock at night. But ma'am, don't you... Good night, Mr. Knievel. An old woman in curlers slams the door in his face, and he walks away from a large sorority house down some stairs. He looks up at the house as he slips on his gloves. Then he continues downstairs. He gets on his bike at the curb. He starts it. Riding along the curb, he turns away from it across the street, then turns again and picks up speed over the curb. He rides up the stairs and right through the door into the house. He rides around the main room, startling the sorority sisters. Then rides up a curved staircase. He opens a door to a girl in a bathtub. He heads down the hall to the next door and kicks it into a bedroom. He rides on as the girl watches. A girl in a nightie runs ahead of him while he speeds down some steps and bashes open the door to Linda's room, where she sits up on her bed. Get on! Glancing at her roommate, she smiles on the phone. No, we're not supposed to have any male visitors at this time of the night. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, he's still here. He's upstairs. He's coming down now. With Linda on the back, Evil rides down the staircase and out the front door, then down the stairs outside. Mommy, we're gonna kill! It doesn't matter if you get killed as long as you're doing something you believe in! 
they ride off down the street. Later, during the day, at an old train station, as a freight train passes, Linda talks on a payphone. An evil pitches a rock. No, I'm all right, Dad. Nothing's wrong with him. It's fine. State police. Business is the bears. Bloodhounds? You mean real bloodhounds? Bloodhounds. That wouldn't have done him any good. Never seen a dog that track a motorcycle. That's a bunch of con. He's conning. Quiet, Bobby. He sits on a curb. Yes. Yeah, I'm all right. He's here. Do you want to talk to him? I think you better. Because we're married, that's why. All right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay, Daddy. Bye-bye. He stands as she hangs up. All right, you take it. He cried. Yeah? And then he said good luck, and he really meant it. Now that we know how he feels, let's go. Let's get back. Come on. He heads for the bike, but she doesn't. Noticing, he goes back to her. What's wrong? He cried. But dads always do that. Look, he'll get over. Now, you mark my words. You're going to be Robert Craig Evil Knievel's wife. You're going to be famous, and he's going to be proud of you. You really think so? I think so, and you mark my words. Now, come on. She follows him to the bike. He gets on, and she gets on behind him. Whether you like it or not, Bobby Knievel, I'm going to take care of you. Hold on tight, Linda Hanson. Everything's going to be all right, and that's a promise. She wraps her arms around him. They ride away along the railroad tracks. Ontario after the interview. I've got to jump these cars for all these nice people, so uh, all of you excuse me. I'll see you in the restaurant. Linda hands Evil his sunglasses, and he walks off with Pete. Got everything ready? Do I have to wait? I think everything's all ready, Evil. Oh, Whoever taught you to think? An elevator opens, and they step into it. Evil looks out at Linda being interviewed while the crowd disperses. Smiles a little, remembering. You like it or not, Bobby Knievel? I'm going to take care of you. Stick with me, Linda Knievel, and we'll jump the Grand Canyon. The elevator closes. Later, Evil does a wheelie on the track. Ladies and gentlemen, Star Spangled Banner. The bleachers are full of people standing. A marching band drill team holds up American flags, which fly behind Evil standing with his helmet off in the middle of the O.
with his chin up. Evil walks toward his bike, which Pete holds steady. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Evil to evil. Handing his cane to Pete, he puts on his helmet. Prince of Daredevilry. He gets on the bike. Last he takes off. You'll notice that he lifts. Linda opens a door of the suite that looks out onto the track. Broken every bone in his body. He speeds past the cars he'll be jumping. Pounds of metal in his lips. He rides back the other way. But that does not slow or deter him in any way. As Doc watches in the crowd, Evil rides up to Pete and turns. By jumping 19 cars. He stops for Pete to check his helmet and the bike. And says that he has overstepped his limit this time. And it is absolutely impossible to jump. He rides off. 19 cars. Ladies and gentlemen, if it can be done, this man will do it. He rides on a trail through the infield. Here he is, Evil Knievel, King of the Stuntman. Slowing, he rides up the takeoff ramp and pauses. Paramedics watch, as do photographers. Evil backs down the ramp, his feet walking the bike along. Then he turns and rides away. He stops at Pete again, then walks the bike around to face the ramp. In slow motion, Evil turns the throttle on the hand grips. He looks down and to his right. bends down on that side and touches the chain, taking oil from it between his fingers, he lifts his white motorcycle boot and rubs the oil onto the bottom, then he takes hold of the grips again, he stares ahead, then glances at the crowd filling the stands. He gives a thumbs up. He activates the clutch lever and presses a foot lever. Releasing the clutch lever, the back wheels spit dirt as he speeds away. The crowds watch, transfixed, as Evil heads for the ramp at full speed. From the sweet doorway, Linda watches her husband get closer. He goes up the ramp and flies high over the cars through a light blue sky. Everyone's eyes follow him. The chrome of his wheels spins in the sun. A man's camera follows and his flash goes off. Another camera follows. Evil approaches the landing ramp and lands cleanly. Pete smiles with his mouth open. Crowds jump and clap. Linda beams and sighs with relief. Fans start to run forward. Evil breaks and turns at a fence, bringing the bike onto its side. But he stands easily and starts to take off his helmet. Pete and some fans rush toward him. 
Pete hugs him low. As more people approach, Pete lifts Evil up onto his shoulder, where Evil smiles and raises his arms with V for victory signs. Later, he rides on a desert road. Important people in this country. Celebrities like myself. Elvis. Frank Sinatra. John Wayne. We have a responsibility. There are millions of people that look at our lives and it gives theirs some meaning. People come out from their jobs, most of which are meaningless to them. And they watch me jump 20 cars, maybe get splat. It means something to them. They jump right alongside of me. They take the bars in their hands, and for one split second, they're all daredevils. I am the last gladiator in the new Rome. I go into the arena and I compete against destruction and I win. And next week I go out there and I do it again. He wears sunglasses and chews gum. And this time, civilization being what it is and all, we have very little choice about our life. The only thing really left us is a choice about our death. He reaches the Grand Canyon. And mine will be glorious. This described version of Evil Knievel was created for Movies for the Blind. Cast, George Hamilton as Evil, Sue Lyon as Linda, Bert Freed as Doc, Rod Cameron as Charlie, Dub Taylor as Turquoise, Ron Masak as Pete, Hal Baylor as the Sheriff, Roger Eddington as the Bartender, Sylvia Hayes as Grandma, Frank Laverde as himself, Cliff Murdaugh as Bill, Pat Setzer is Pat. The Fontana High School Band Drill Team and Pep Squad. The Huntington Park Elks Motorcycle Stunt and Drill Team. Director of Photography, David Walsh. Film Editor, Jack McSweeney. Post-Production Supervisor, Ren Reynolds. Casting by Pearl Kempton. Stunt Coordinator, Everett Creech. Script Supervisor, Jack Gannon. Sound. Gene Cantanamessa, Hal Watkins. Special effects, Tim Smythe. This motion picture is based on incidents in the life of Evil Knievel. However, certain events, characters, and firms depicted in this motion picture are fictitious. Any similarity to actual events, persons living or dead, or to actual firms is purely coincidental. Produced by the Fanfare Corporation. I do what I please. And that was Evil Knievel. Evil never got to make that Grand Canyon jump, since he couldn't convince the U.S. government who owned the land to give him the okay. He did try to jump Snake River Canyon in Idaho in 1974 in something called a sky cycle, kind of a missile sort of thing. But a parachute opened too early, and he landed just short of the river with no major injuries. 
However, in 1999, his son, Robbie Knievel, was able to get the okay of a native tribe who claim a portion of the Grand Canyon now and made a successful motorcycle jump of 231 feet. His dad passed away from a form of lung disease in 2007. For more information and links about the movies, about description, and how to subscribe, go to the blog, moviesfortheblind.com, where you can also find out about this podcast, Creative Commons License. Also, check out the Movies for the Blind page on Facebook and the brand new YouTube channel. Just search Movies for the Blind, number four, all one word, and hopefully you'll find it. And the movies are from the Internet Archive. So please support universal access to human knowledge by visiting and donating at archive.org. Thank you for downloading and for listening. Be back next week. Take care. Thank you.